Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You little over Cardi B. And you repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, check out the Earth Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> if you're in a chasing dopey and you love South Fish and the Festival, check out the Urban Conservative. Let's get some audio. Peace and love, everybody. You tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. Um, one half of the Urban Conservative, Raheem Architect Soto. Shout out to my twin brother, Dual Ali. Shout out to everybody um, out in Cabarrus County, the whole, actually the whole North Carolina, because uh, you guys have been amazing to us and, and supporting the Urban Conservative. So uh, I want to shout you guys out. And of course, everybody out here in Suffolk County, uh, the whole Southampton Town GOP, all the local GOP committees and conservative committees here in Suffolk. Uh, tomorrow, please, I need you guys back here at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Um, we're going to have a community conversation. Can we save New York um, with none other than Suffolk County GOP Chairman Jesse Garcia is going to be joining us here on the Urban Conservative tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Please don't miss it either live on Facebook or YouTube at the Urban Conservative. And of course, before we get into today's guest. Uh, I want to remind everybody, please take a moment uh, to head over to TUConservative.com. That is TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. Matter of fact, let me let me pull up the website while we're on that. Um, get yourself a membership. You'll get access to the blog. Um, you'll get full access to the news feed that we have going on here at the website. Just click that button right there for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as usual, get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. It's important to us to hit the like, follow, subscribe on all social media. Everything is the Urban Conservative. So, uh, with that said, uh, setting up this this week's conversations, there's been some crazy things going on in New York. And uh, I don't know if it's a uh, coincidence or not, but I happen to be doing some, ve some very New York-y things 
And uh, this gentleman I'm getting ready to bring on the platform, we always talk here uh, on the Urban Conservative about helping good Republicans, good conservative candidates get elected and sharing this platform with them. So today we're going to bring a gentleman on. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about New York City and what's going on, uh, as they say, on the ground here in the city and what are some of the things we can do uh, to help him out. We're going to bring on the good brother Brian Fox for New York City. What's going on, my brother? How are you? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for taking the time to come. How's everything been going? Good, good. Very well. been very busy. We just uh, wrapped up a meeting uh, with a small business I know, uh, E&J Boutique uh, in Diker Heights. Uh, we did. Uh, they had Ron Darling on, uh, a pitcher for the Mets, World Series pitcher for the Mets. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we did that. Um, and we also had another, uh, we just got done wrapping up a fundraiser recently for my campaign, uh, which is a huge success. So I've been very busy. Good, good. So let's just get right into it here. Um, for, for those that are watching this, let everybody know who Brian Fox is. Where do you come from? Um, and really, I'll ask you two questions and take as much time as you need. Uh, give us a little bit of your background and what brought you to the table to run? Like we kind of put all those things together for us. Sure. So, I mean, traditionally, um, I come from small business. My, my father was a um, business owner himself. He ran a successful CPA practice for many, many years uh, out of New York City. Um, and, and largely a lot of, you know, the business world, business ethics, um, a lot of what I know to, to today um, is, is I learned from him directly. So um, I, uh, I am a small business owner out of South Brooklyn, specifically Bay Ridge. Um, I run a, a IT staffing firm. So uh, basically we, we place, we're more or less headhunters, but we place talented individuals in with companies that are looking to hire certain technology. Uh, individuals are looking to implement certain, um, t certain types of technology. So I run a company uh, at right now out of the house, but you know, out of South Brooklyn. So I've been doing that for a while. And um, and speaking of the area, I mean, I, being that I live in Bay Ridge, um, I've been I've been here for you know quite a while. And I think that as a small business owner, um, just take the, the say span of ten years, uh, I, I started to become concerned um, with my area. You know, and, and what I mean by that is crime has gone up tremendously, uh, vandalism, graffiti stabbings, things that weren't a normal conversation in the area. They just weren't. Uh, South Brooklyn, specifically Bay Ridge in my district, uh, are relatively, you know, these are places you want to raise your kids, your family. Um, and, and there's started to become an ever-growing concern in, in my district, uh, which is really what prompted me to, to throw my hat in the ring and run for city council. Um, and that's that's where we are today, and I'm, and I'm looking to, to be a voice for those that perhaps have been silenced by the current leadership, uh, the left in the area. Uh, and I really want to be that voice for, for others that perhaps don't have one at the moment. Uh, and I just, it's been a passionate, you know, uh, inkling of mine to, to come into the race and to do that, uh, which led me to running for, uh, for public office. So let me, let me ask this. Did you do, did you attend school in the city, uh, Brooklyn born and raised, right? Uh, I'm not born and raised. I, I grew up in Long Island. Um, I grew up in East Meadow. Um, but uh, shortly after uh, my 17th, 18th birthday, I moved to Bay Ridge. I actually took a job on Wall Street, uh, which uh, prompted me to move uh, to Bay Ridge. Um, and uh, my education was kind of scattered across the place. Uh, but but I went I went to you know college and some of that uh, in, in Brooklyn uh, and in New Jersey as well. 
So, so, but definitely you. I mean, because Long Island counts. So, with New York guys, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Like, my 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 parents were were Brooklyn born and raised. Uh, their parents were Brooklyn born and raised. Uh, so I have two or three generations of my family that have been Brooklyn born and raised. So how important do you think that is? Because before we start touching on some issues, you, you, you said several things I think are important. How important is it to have a connection to the communities you want to serve? Right. Because politicians get in and right. they usually sometimes they, they bring in these people in from out of town. They've been some right. two, three years and you know, a year or two that happens here in Long Island. They'll sure. bring somebody in from the city and. Boom. But but how important is that connection to the community, you think? Oh, it's very important. I mean, even, you know, the, the, the time that I, I've been in Bay Ridge and where I'm living now, I mean, I've, I've you know, I'm one that, um, you know, I'm friends with a lot of the local business owners, uh, restaurants, bars, but it goes beyond that. I mean, it's the people that, um, you know, are, are you know, just your, your average day, you know, whether they're working in the city or working from home, um, it, it's, it's of the utmost importance and, and top priority for me to be connected in with my community um and, and again that's largely also what what prompted me to run too i think that you know the the representation um that they have now um it has has not been great uh and i feel like i can be a, a voice um you know and someone that is about action not just talking uh, about certain things that they want to accomplish which is is really what prompted me to run but the connection with the community is so important so what what was your aha moment, if there was one, about um, becoming a conservative, becoming a Republican, or is this something you were raised with and then identified later? Yeah, I mean, I think that over the years, I've, I, I would say in my college years, going out of my college years, going into just the business world, um, I think that has over time developed to my conservative ideology. I think that, you know, being on Wall Street predominantly – um, around business oriented, you know, business minded people uh, tend to be not necessarily conservative, but definitely Republican, right? In terms of slightly more conservative views um, when we you know, when it comes to certain aspects and certain uh, principles of what it means to be a Republican and conservative. I think that developed over time just being in business. Um, and I think that my core values really just, you know, now opening, running my own business day to day. Uh, has really fell within uh, the conservative party and the conservative philosophy. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that because sometimes, you know, people have uh, these like uh, really meltdown moments and these angry moments of when they realize this. So it's, it's good to hear that you didn't have, like some people we have to kind of calm them down when they realize that they've right. been manipulated by the left into thinking a certain way. They literally, they don't take it too good and they become um let's say militant rightist like militant right. conservatives almost and it it's cool that you kind of have that 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 um i don't want to say not not aggressive but it's it's like hey i kind of realized the thing you know some yeah. people it's like a hit it's like a train coming through the living room you know what i mean like yeah. they shake up their whole world so uh Speaking of the city, uh, there's, there's been an exodus. We talk a lot, you know, people, we got a lot of viewers that are outside of New York and they don't understand sure. that people are leaving New York City. Like, yep. they, like what, what you mentioned the last 10 or 10, so 10 or so years, right? So uh, people leaving, talk a little bit about people leaving the city and, and what you think you're going to be able to accomplish within the city council structure to help that because it does start at a local level with, with people staying in policy and things of that nature. So uh, talk a little bit about people leaving the city and what you've been seeing on that level. 
Yeah, it absolutely starts at the lower level. I'm a firm believer in that. It, it absolutely starts at the city council level and works its way up the ladder. I'm a huge believer in that. But I, I mean, I can't tell you whether they're friends, friends of friends, colleagues, um, whether they're homeowners or renters, um, they have been leaving in waves. And a lot of that, um, you know, when you look at the top end of the ladder, you're talking about the Cuomo's and the Blasio's of the world um, from poor policies uh, that they support or poor policies they want to implement and put in place. Um, it's, it's become more and more evident that, you know, it's a left leaning, um, you know, individuals right, right, right now, especially with their ideologies of defunding the police, um, handcuffing the police by, you know, taking away qualified immunity or supporting qualified immunity. Um, it, but it goes beyond that. And I think that it was, it's, it was a ripple effect in my opinion. There wasn't one piece of legislation, uh, or, or bill that passed that drove everyone to leave. I think that it was a progression um, of these things that, that eventually started, you started to see a trend of going towards the left. Uh, and, and, I, and, and again, even some of the, Demo- uh, I have friends that are Democrats that are leaving uh, and it just gotten to that, to that point being so bad that, you know, people are now leaving to go to South Florida or out of state uh, because in their opinion, they don't see things getting better. They see in, in fact, New York city going back to let's say the eighties or the seventies uh, when things were really bad. I mean, th- th- this is a time when you couldn't go to Times Square. Uh, it's not like how, you know, obviously we've made tremendous strides with, uh, you know, people being in, in office um, and, and they, they've done a very good job in cleaning up the city. Uh, but a lot of people fear that it is going to go back to where it once was. Uh, but like you said, it all starts from the from the ground foundation and at the city council level to make these changes uh, to bring people back into the city or to give them confidence that that won't happen and we can all together uh, strive and be prosperable in New York City. Right. No, I agree. And I think pre I think pre uh, pre Giuliani, New York is what people are scared right. of. Right. And, and I'm not saying this because, you know, he represented Trump and all of these different things. I'm saying this because I wasn't politically conscious of a lot of things when Giuliani was the mayor. Right. When he was. Right. I, so I kind of fell into the whole Giuliani's the bad guy because I was on sure. the liberal side of thinking about things. So I didn't realize how clean the city got, the reduction in crime. And I just was going with the narrative. Giuliani's a bad guy. But in retrospect, he, was, he did a heck of a job. He turned around, you know, he turned the city around. And I think people are scared of it going back to that pre-Giuliani era, like you said, the, the right. 70s, the late 70s, early 80s, where... You know, every movie that was coming out was on the subway, somebody sticking somebody up. Like, that was right. the idea yep. people had in their mind for um, for New York City. So um, I want to also touch on, we're going to talk a little bit about the incumbent you're up against. But before we do that, small business, right? You mentioned being a small business owner and how important small business is. So I know the city has a lot of small and micro businesses. And and if you get and if you, you know, let's say let's be forward thinking when you get into city council, what's the plan to try to help small businesses? And what would you say to the small business owners who feel like they don't get the attention from the city council people, from the elected officials? What would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, I would be that voice for the small individual uh, for the small business owners. I think that specifically in my district that might vary from other areas, not just within Brooklyn, but just within the five boroughs where um, Barrage is very, very special. It, it, my district in itself is very, very special. Our um, I like to think that our entire district is built 
solely and corely around the small business owners. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that um, just to give you an example, walking down, let's just say one of the major avenues, let's just say third, fourth or fifth Avenue, specifically in my district, Bay Ridge, um, you still see your mom and pop restaurants. You still see your mom and pop owned businesses, bars, florists, bike shops, whatever it is. And, you know, it's these people that, in my opinion, have been the core of not only Bay Ridge, but my district. And I feel that, you know, you have just for an example, you have some organizations um, local to my area um, that, um, you know, they're not necessarily advocates of the businesses. They, they, they tend to, in my opinion, shake them down in, in one way or another because they're providing, let's say, a, a particular service. Uh, and this is something specific to my area where um, they'll provide, uh, you know, there's certain organizations that provide certain services to these businesses um, and, and they want a substantial fee for it. In my opinion, especially with COVID going on right now, these are, these are some of these businesses are just looking to stay afloat and, st and survive, um, you know, and, and, and they honestly need the help. Uh, they need the, the outreach. They need a platform uh, or someone that at least has their back and help them do that. Um, they don't need somebody knocking on their door asking for, you know, a certain amount of money to to let's just say put up Christmas lights or put up something, let's say, for for the community. I mean, and that that is good. It's great. Uh, but at the same time, being a business owner and now we're moving to the digital world and the digital space. A lot of what I would like to do is create um, a lot more of the outreach direct to to the consumer for the small business and what I mean by that is almost like develop an e-commerce platform for some of these companies. Like, for example, your local florist might not have a great e-commerce or online platform. It might not. Uh, but, it, but it needs to have a city council member that is willing to not only support the business, but help them maybe expand and even grow even during a pandemic. And, and a lot of that is from bringing in a business owner that has been there and done that. Uh, not necessarily like the individual that I'm running against who, you know, he, he's not, you know, he's not a small business owner. So I don't know what his level of understanding with that is, but um, I do know that for myself, um, it's something that, that it's, it's, it's a core foundation of our area. And it's something that I'm, I, I'm very passionate about and would help and would 100% help them in any way I can uh, and be the voice for him. We appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking with Brian Fox. We're at the 18-minute mark. We're about 20 minutes into this interview. Again, if you're watching, you're watching on Facebook or YouTube at the Urban Conservative. Hit the like, follow, share, all that good stuff. If you're listening to the audio, please look us up. Give us a comment on all streaming platforms, your Amazon, your iTunes, your Alexa. We're on all streaming platforms, ladies and gentlemen. We need you to go do that. If you want to support the show directly, you can do that at dollar sign TU Conservative on Cash App if you want to support support us directly that's why there's no commercials we will have the merch coming soon we're working on some things in house we got some mugs some some one-off mugs and shirts and hats and beautiful things coming up so stay tuned for that and like i said um we appreciate all the support we really really do and also shouts out uh to david hensley shouts out to clarence henderson and sydney Ironman Trek mckenzie check out the other shows on the urban conservative we're talking with brian fox who's running for city council uh, in Brooklyn, we're trying to get the red wave going in New York. I'm just, I'm just curious about this, right? And um, you're incumbent. If you had to talk, if you had to, I don't want to say throw them under the bus, right? But I mean, this is politics. You kind of, right. there's, some, there's some tire tracks necessary here, right? <laughs> but, but if you had to rate your opponent, uh, you're the incumbent here, on a one to ten, what kind of job would you say that he's done? 
uh, I'd say at this point he's at a one, frankly. Wow. And and again, that's a that, that, you know you, it's it's something where you would say okay, anyone running against someone else, um, and, and look, I, I give credit when credit is due, and unfortunately, in my opinion, there's no credit to give. And that's just me being honest and transparent. Um, and, and I guess you know to go into that a bit. You're talking about someone that, um, you know, he he takes a lot of, of credit for doing things in the neighborhood and the community that that he, in, in all honesty, he hasn't achieved personally or himself, meaning he's 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 leveraged a lot of his contacts and connections um, and, and and, you know, to go into some of the things that he supports, which is a huge problem. Uh, is he does support the defunding of the police. This is not any, this is not a surprise. This is not anything that anyone doesn't know in my community. Um, he does not support the police. He does not have the local law enforcement's back. Um, he supported qualified immunity and, and wants to handcuff uh, our local law enforcement and NYPD from doing their job. Uh, he's, he's for them being personally liable uh, let's say making a stop or a necessary arrest for that individual cop be, uh, being liable for personally sued for any wrongdoing whatsoever. I mean, that's such an ex extreme ideology, but to take it a step further, he supports uh, unarmed caseworkers to effectively replace the police. Now, I don't know, you know, in, in what world is he living in, but, but that would, would 100% not be effective. I, I got um, it. I got it. You know what it is? He's what's the founder that? of a band. He's the founder of a band. Yes. Yes. Call it called indecision. Yes, that's correct. Are are we shocked here? <laughs> that's a good point. But <laughs> but <laughs> I do know. So with, with that said, I mean, you know, that's just one area that he supports. Um, you know, and then, you know, he also going into it, um, he, he does, um, in my opinion, he has not once denounced domestic terrorism. I mean, you know, not not to not to my knowledge and not that I know of. But I mean, also, again, very specific to my area, very specific to my district. He has not once denounced Antifa. He has not once denounced some of these other organizations like BLM or anything like that. And, you know. For me, when you're when you're holding public office, and and it's been very clear that this is not anything that anyone, um, you know, either that I'm making up or hasn't been, you know, broadcasted live on on all different media outlets. Um, look at what's going on in Portland. Look at what's going on in Washington D.C., where there's you know large Antifa uh, or BLM presence or, or something like that. I mean, for the for someone who's in public office and holds public office, not to denounce organizations like that is dangerous. Uh, and, and I can tell you firsthand because in New York City specifically and in specifically to my district, there is a, a, a presence of, of these organizations in one way or another. So, you know, he's he's playing with fire to a very high degree. And, and it's something that I on this show and in any show that I go on 100 percent denounce. I denounce Antifa. I denounce BLM. Any other major terror, uh, major or domestic terrorist organization, I am one hundred percent not for that. And for the fact that he hasn't come publicly and saying that he denounced it is a huge problem for me. You, yeah, that's a lot of the people, uh, the, the woke liberals who vote for him that that 
I mean, unfortunately, he they, they can't come out and denounce it because this is the people that are voting for these people. And it's funny, you talk about people leaving the city. These people come to places like where we live here in Suffolk County and then elect the same, like you vote the same in the places that you move to expecting to maintain. Like you go somewhere because it's better. And then you right. vote for the people who who made it worse where you just left. It's also it's just kind of mind blowing. It's, it's just one of those weird, weird things. Um, so so we touched on on the incumbent. Um, right. So how has the campaign been going? What's been the response on the ground? Um, and, and just let people know how, how that's been going. Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say I've been, you know, being that, um, you know, again, I don't claim to be a lifelong politician. I'm not. I mean, that's not at all what I claim to be or who I am. I mean, like I said, I, I'm a small business owner that was concerned um, that lived in the area enough to see so many changes for the down for the downtrend that um, threw my hat in the ring and felt like there needed to be change. Um, and and quite frankly, it's it's appalling that it it, it took someone like myself who, who hasn't been a lifelong politician to do so. But um, right now the campaign's going very well. Um, we've, we've already set up we're, we're, we're full steam ahead in terms of our campaign committee. Um, we're obviously looking to add as many volunteers um, to the committee as possible and to the campaign as possible. Uh, and what I mean by that is just general outreach, whether it's handing out palm cards, whether it's handing out posters or flyers, um, getting the, the not only the name uh, Brian Fox out there, but the campaign and the platform. Um, the fundraiser I was mentioning on earlier on in the show that was huge. Um, I think that you know we had over you know well over 40, 50 people there. Um, we had a, a former state senator there, uh, Mark Marty Golden, who um, who was uh, who attended. Um, I and in you know in terms of my endorsements um, going into this, um, I've already been endorsed by the Brooklyn GOP. Uh, the Brooklyn Conservative Party, uh, the Verrazano Republicans, the Brooklyn Tea Party. Uh, now I have the support of Marty Golden. And there's going to be a few other very, very big names uh, to come very soon in terms of formal endor endorsements. Uh, one, some of which are individuals, some of which are, um, you know, uh, uh, unions. Um, so that early on uh, support, you know, with that even, you know, taking aside from that, um, I think that when we were going out petitioning, you know, getting my name on the ballot, right? There's a certain process that has right. to happen. You're going door to door. It's a pretty grueling process. But um, we were able to get well over three times the amount of signatures just in the immediate area to get on the ballot. And I've had a real opportunity to speak, you know, face to face to to two potential voters. Um, and, and again, largely, the, you know, they're all Republican. We, that's who we were kind of, you know, obviously getting canvassed uh, for petitioning. Uh, but I've had conversations, countless conversations, that they all want change. It's been a very unis, unified statement across the board of my district that they want change, but more importantly, they feel that they deserve change. And that's what I'd like to bring to the table. Well, that that we all we here in New York, we desperately we desperately need it with the Cuomo regime, with the De Blasio regime, and what's going on here in Suffolk County is just absolutely crazy. Um, there's a couple of questions here. Part of part of the show is, and and you can opt out of the questions, but somebody post this question if you want to address this. It says, "Ask why in August BF was moving to the Poconos with a smile." You want to address that, whatever that's about. Yeah, of course. That's that's uh, that's that's one of unfortunately, um, you know, on uh, you know, I'm not, you you obviously wouldn't know about this in the area, but you know, uh, my uh, my council, the current council member that I'm going against, 
uh, has his cronies and has his trolls uh, that tend to go after you. She happens to be one of them. I'm not. So, I'm not... so, right, so hold on. This is how we do that over here. We opt out. We, we That's why I asked. I had to yep. put it up there. So um, Sister uh, Candace said is we, we posted it. We don't we don't like negativity over here. If it was but, a legitimate question, cool. It um, is absolutely not a legitimate question. So. I started to think so, but at least so now people can see our journalistic integrity. I'm going to ask. Yep. If it's not work worthy of even going after, I won't I'll leave it alone. It's you know? not at all. <laughs> say say less. So listen, let me pull up the website here. Um, what can people look forward to? Because the elections are, are, are November, right? What, what, that's November? November 2nd is election day, yes. So what can people look forward to? Uh, you have fundraisers coming up. Like, what do you have coming up in the near future people can support? Um, and, and do you have, like, any meet the candidates or, or type events set up or anything of that nature? Yeah, we were. So we just got done with our initial fundraiser, which was held at a bar, uh, a Lone Star Bar and Grill. Uh, shout out to them. They did a tremendous job. Uh, allowing us, uh, you know, to do, you know, to to have the fundraiser there. Um, we are in the next couple of weeks. Um, we are going to have a meet and greet. Um, I, I got it. There, there's no definitive date yet uh, to that. Uh, I know we have a committee meeting about that specifically. Um, as soon as I have a date, um, I'll, I'll then release it um, on social media. Uh, but that's effectively going to be a meet and greet with myself. Uh, you know, my the rest of my, you know, my campaign manager. Uh, and a few others involved in my campaign. Uh, but as, as soon as that date is released, I'm going to release that on all social media. And again, that's just more or less, you know, meeting myself, um, whether it's taking pictures or asking me questions about the campaign. Um, that's going to be uh, made public, uh, I'd say, over the next week or so. All right. That sounds like a plan. And listen, um, November is, you know, a distance away. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Go head over to the website. Let me pull it up again here. So you guys can see what's going on. Brian Fox, the number four NYC.com is the website. Please, if you're in the New York City area, in the Bay Ridge area, the Brooklyn area, South Brooklyn, that is, we need you to reach out, get in touch, send some questions to Brian, get to know more about him. We'll obviously, uh, you know, bring you back on the platform to find out, you know, some updates on the campaign and uh, just to have you back on. We're looking to do a roundtable um, with some other uh, Republican candidates anyway, and I uh, would love to have you on. So uh, any shout outs, anybody, uh, like I said, anything you want people to know on the, on the tail end of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd obviously like to shout out, you know, the individuals that have been supporting me so far. Liam McCabe, my campaign manager, he's, he's been behind me 100% of the way. Um, John Quaglione, uh, another you know, intricate piece of the puzzle, um, who uh, coincidentally, just a side note, um, Liam McCabe and John Quaglione ran against each other in for the same seat a couple of years ago. Hmm. Uh, so that just goes to show you the amount of unity that I have in this campaign. You had two individuals that were running against each other previously in a primary. They've now come together in unison on a cohesion level uh, for my campaign. So that just goes to show you, um, you know, the amount of support uh, and unified ideology, you know, within the campaign, just to give you a little insight. Um, and then furthermore, um, Ted, Teddy Gora, who uh, is the head of the Brooklyn GOP, uh, Fran Villamarone, who heads up the Brooklyn Conservative Party, um, uh, Ted, Ted uh, excuse me, Glenn Gracero, who heads up uh, the Brooklyn Tea Party. Uh, and then lastly, Marty Golden for giving me uh, his recent endorsement at the fundraiser. So uh, those I, I can't do it without any of these individuals. And uh, I'm going to need their support from now until Election Day. 
Absolutely amazing. Well, listen, Brother Brian, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, we tell all our guests we are, are infinitely thankful for you taking the time. You could have done anything else for 35 minutes of your life, but you chose <laughs> to come and spend it with us. So we really appreciate that. We would love to have you back on the platform, talk some more about the campaign, see what progress has been made. Um, And, and again, shout out to the whole Brooklyn GOP uh, and everybody that endorsed you. I've seen the endorsements on the website. Ladies and gentlemen, head over to his website, hit the donate button, hit the get involved button. Uh, find out how you can help support Republicans across the state of New York. We need to turn New York red. It's just an imperative right now with so many terrible policies going into place, so many terrible ideas um, that have just been jammed down our throat as New Yorkers just because, you know, we're in the, the majority politically. So we got to help brothers uh, and sisters like Brian get on the get not only just get on the ballot but push them across the finish line we got lee zeldin running so we got we got some good things going on coming down the pike brother brian thanks again for coming on ladies and gentlemen you've been watching the urban conservative you've either been watching on facebook or youtube hit us with a like a subscribe follow something get get through something hit, hit us with something support the cause we really appreciate it shout out to my, my twin brother Abdul ali for the urban conservative i'm raheem architect soto peace and love everybody until the next show which is Thanks tomorrow, which is tomorrow, 8 p.m. So I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for having me on. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Hold on a sec. We almost done.